एवरीवन वेलकम टू गाइडिंग वॉइस पॉडकास्ट सीरीज द गाइडिंग वॉइस फॉर अ बेटर फ्यूचर दिस पॉडकास्ट इज टू हेल्प स्टूडेंट्स एंड यंग प्रोफेशनल्स टू शेप देयर कैरियर्स इन एवरी एपिसोड वी इंटरेक्ट विद इंडस्ट्री एक्सपर्ट्स एंड ड्राइव इनसाइटफुल कन्वर्सेशंस दैट विल हेल्प आवर ऑडियंस टू लर्न ग्रेट थिंग्स थैंक यू फॉर ट्यूनिंग इन दिस इज नवीन एंड आई एम विद माय कोहोस्ट सुधाकर सो फोक्स today we are going to discuss one of the most important topics and which will help us become emotionally strong mindfulness and emotional well being and we are pleased to welcome suchi to our podcast series and talk about this intriguing subject suchi sen basu wears many hats she is a certified cognitive behavioral therapy practitioner and emotional wellness expert she is a social entrepreneur a writer and an animal rights advocate suchi is the director of little papillons india's first emotional wellness initiative for early years and teens suchi is the founder of a startup earthly siena and works towards climate change awareness through workshops in schools colleges and corporate offices through a non-profit for environmental awareness activities firm called One Earth Social Initiative. Suchi also represents Women's Indian Chamber of Commerce and Industry, that is Wiki, as the state president for West Bengal Elementary Education. She is also associated with various educational non-profits in crucial roles such as the Secretary, Kolkata Chapter of ECA, which stands for Early Childhood Association of India and head consultant for the Early Years program of Swapnopuron Welfare Society. Suchi loves to interact with kids and women. As part of that, she actively participates in various environmental awareness campaigns, animal rights activism and poverty alleviation for rural women. Suchi, welcome to our show. Let's get into our conversation. Uh thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here and with with amazing hosts like you. Thank you so much. Great Suchi. Let's get into the basics first. How do we define mindfulness? Basically mindfulness means being aware of uh your own self or what we are doing, what we feel, what we speak. So personally for me in very short in one sentence it means to be in sync with one own self. So what happens most of the times is we are affected by what is happening around us or something somebody told to us or you know what others are doing and why I am not doing that or maybe I could be doing this I could be doing that or so and so person told me something and you know we get caught up in the cycle but we forget that we are individuals we are our own self and we get caught up in the world forgetting our true identity so mindfulness for me is when we recognize you know when we truly recognize our own self our own feelings and emotions and it's all about who we are who i am rather than how others are perceiving me so so that's what mindfulness is for me so suchi with that definition being social animals In my opinion we human beings are born mindful but over a period of time things change 
because of the brought up because of the cultures the society the surroundings that we are part of and i think we may forget about this mindfulness what's your take on that so navin actually what happens is you know when we study uh, about psychology and human behavior so technically uh, when a baby is born a newborn baby isn't really aware of their surroundings you know for the first few months they cannot really differentiate between themselves and something that is surrounding them so you know a newborn baby is uh, trying to probably suck their finger or you know they may even try to put get hold of uh, some any of a pillow or anything that is lying beside them so they don't really know that that, that is a separate being that i am an own individual they cannot do that but as we grow older we become more conscious we begin to connect with people especially with people whom we are close to our parents our mothers uh, we try to connect to them we try to connect to objects then when we start going to school we meet more people that is when we, in the true sense we begin to become social members of society now coming to your question of your losing our mindfulness so that actually happens very gradually and that is the reason we don't realize it and slowly as we are trying to blend in with the society we become social beings we try to get into this race of doing things of achieving things that so called rat race or maybe you know running an invisible race to be very honest and we leave ourselves behind we start placing more value on external objects or external gratification rather than on our own self so we forget that is this what i actually want to achieve is this the actual goal of my life or i am just following the herd or i'm just trying to go with the world so that's how it is so i would like to share a story from a friend that's not my own story so i will not name the friend uh, he was into iit so a brilliant mind okay and he went into there because obviously he had a brilliant mind a top scorer a straight a student you know right from the beginning so his parents wanted him to so we have this roles in our mind that a a student should always become a doctor an engineer you know something like that so this person gets into iit and he quits after two semester he realizes this is not for me and today he is one of the leading cartoonists in india we would actually see a lot of his cartoons on tv on indian cartoons so he pursued his dream so he is probably one of the very few people who actually could in fact you know realize that this is not for me and you know i need to do something else so he took a call so very few of us you know sometimes realize that this is something that we need to do we become actually scared you know that i am already halfway into this should i leave this should i not leave this should i continue see where it goes and i would just like to say that it's not really late actually you know whenever we are starting it is okay to start if we are confident that this is something that we want to do we should actually do it and you know that is when we can again come back to being mindful and finding back ourselves that's actually great insight i think kfc was started by someone that time he was 57 or something right he was 60 plus yeah yeah true it's never too late yeah my personal example is uh, i passed out from nift in mumbai from i did my passion designing and yet here i am a completely different field which because i realized that that is something that not i, I do not want to do that and thankfully i realized it probably a little earlier so that i could focus on something that i really really want to do yeah you brought up that interesting perspective sharing your friend's story and also your story and i completely concur with uh, what happens because 
many a times we have that feeling and okay, i started this and let me complete this and by that time probably you are spending good amount of time and you will not realize that the opportunity is missed so very insightful and also you covered about invisible race social conformity so amazing insights uchi now let's talk a bit about emotional well being like how is it different from uh, mental well being and can you throw some light around it yeah so this is a question that i do get asked many a times that why do you talk about emotional well being and not mental well being how is it different or how is it connected so emotional well being is actually a part of a whole bigger umbrella that we call as mental well being so mental well being you know includes a lot of concerns that sometimes do need medical attention or it may be a pre existing disorder so we have and may require you know drugs or medicines at times to overcome those or regular more of a regular medical attention so if we are talking about autism or adhd so these are kind of the things that require a more uh, you know specific professional attention but when we talk about emotional wellbeing it is for everybody and anybody mm-hmm. so it's a part of mental wellbeing so many problems such as depression or anxiety these arise from not being emotionally well rather so if we can start this emotional development or being emotionally aware from a very young age or you know if we can channelize this then a lot of these kind of mental health you know aggravated mental health issues can be avoided so in our uh, uh, groups we we have these sessions so emotional wellness we conduct for various age groups we conduct for adults also we conduct for old people also who are 50 plus and you know they are going through a different phase in their life and they feel that anxiety they feel depressed that probably children have grown up they have lost connect with their children emotionally and mentally not maybe not physically maybe they are still staying with them but they have lost that connect and they feel anxious they feel depressed so these are emotional wellness uh, sessions help them there and for young children they do not understand what they are feeling so first uh, it is important for them to understand what they are feeling then to express what they are feeling and then when we come to people like us who are working who are constantly you know probably kind of very busy in, in a grind kind of a thing so for us also we forget that we we come home feeling very anxious from a meeting probably that didn't go the way that we wanted to or or our project or our presentation was rejected due to some xyz reason mm-hmm. and we come home you know emotionally drained from offices and we cannot give back to our loved ones what we should be giving back that happiness that love we are unable to give back so this is all emotional state right this is not a mental state but unfortunately if these small small emotional issues if they are left unattended if we don't pay attention to it and you know consciously start doing something about it it may actually lead to more complications of uh, mental health mm. so it's very important to understand and accept and regulate emotions so that we can avoidable mental health issues do not occur so these are something that is avoidable these are something that we can consciously try to keep at bay yep we need to understand accept and regulate emotions in order to maintain our mental well being so that is very well put through now tying both the topics emotional well being and mindfulness how are they interlinked so um, it is actually interdependent or interrelated you can say so uh, mindfulness is being in sync with your own self and emotions are a part of us so this is something that actually ties both of these together mm-hmm. and uh, 
you know we are all born with emotions and we lose connection to that as well you know as we lose connection to ourselves and mindfulness we we probably lose connection to our emotion in the in the sense that we do not pay enough attention to our emotions and that is why we do not know how to regulate it you know you know what we spoke about just so that's the reason we do not know how to regulate it mm-hmm. so it's important for us to understand how we are feeling why are we feeling the way that we are and what can we do about it so these are some important questions we need to ask ourselves often so and these are the questions that would lead us to the road of mindfulness so emotionally well individuals are also mindful individuals that's the way i see it excellent suchi now with the explanation that you provided about the emotional well being and mindfulness how is it different between emotional intelligence and emotional well being so emotional intelligence uh, is also known as eq that is emotional quotient mm-hmm. which is nothing but the ability to understand emotions balance them and synchronize them in any given situation mm-hmm. so this can be achieved this eq or emotional intelligence can be achieved through various emotional development programs also so these emotional development programs is what leads to emotional well-being and that leads to being us more emotionally intelligent uh, per se so people with high emotional intelligence are also conscious about the emotions of people around them so emotional intelligence is not only for us so emotional well-being you can say is more of a personal thing for myself an emotional intelligent person would be able to perceive the the person who is opposite to them or around them they are able to perceive their emotions as well so they end up being more empathetic so not just to people in fact to animals and all the beings around them so understanding our emotions is what is emotional well-being and then the ability to regulate them ultimately leads to our emotional well-being so this is how they are interconnected we need to understand our own emotions our own feelings and how to regulate them and then we can also connect to each and every one around us that is what makes us more social being and you know socio emotionally developed so one leads to the other excellent in this case how to promote or instill this emotional well being across all the human beings like uh, when we we spoke initially also so the first step is to be aware about our emotions So what happens is most of the times we are aware but we choose to ignore our emotions. We have this you know thing of okay we usually obviously being social people we are more concerned about what is happening around us and to others to people. It's time to get back to connect to our own selves and be aware of our own emotions. And it's also important to accept that we have a you know different range of emotions. We cannot always be happy i would just like to say one more thing about here is so emotional wellness or being emotionally uh, developed is not about being happy that is not the concept of being emotionally well being emotional well being is when i know what i am feeling and i accept the way that i am feeling but i also know how to regulate it so you know it, it's a rainbow of emotions uh, we can say so negative emotions sometimes we are not allowed to portray our negative emotions if we are feeling depressed if we are not really doing up to not feeling up to doing something it's considered as a taboo from childhood we are being taught that 
I would like to make a social call, you know, issue here that men are not allowed to cry per se. You know, you said that boys don't cry. Boys are human beings, right? Why wouldn't they be allowed to? They also have emotions. They are pretty much allowed to, you know, express their emotions. So what happens is we are always shown that negative emotions are wrong. So negative emotions are not wrong. They are a part of us. They are there within us for a reason. The only thing we need is to channelize them. Because the more we push the emotions within us, the more issues we you know, begin to create within ourselves. It may come out in some other way. So these emotions may come out in aggression or depression or being a socially anxious person. So we do not want that. We do not want it to create a negative impact. So we need to have know and accept the emotions as they are and then regulate it and channelize it in a certain way. So some of the things that we can do to instill more emotional well-being, like I told you, it's not only about happiness, but aura of well-being. Uh, we need to find some me time. So what I mean by me time is um, not scrolling through social media or watching a movie or watching TV. So that is not a me time. Me time is when I am only with myself, not distracted by anything else. So it could be doing something that I like. It could be doing painting or it could be reading a book or it could be simply just sitting on the balcony and doing some bird watching. So something that like I like to do. So scrolling through social media, again, you know, we scroll through things that people are doing and we begin to wonder that whether, you know, we fall into that same invisible race again. So social media scrolling and watching TV is not a me time. It's again distracting us from our own self. So we need to do activities that is going to connect us to ourselves. So that's called as me time. That's one of the things that we should do. And another thing that we should do is spend time with people who make us feel positive, you know, who give us positive energy. It could be a friend, it could even be our own children at times. Children have this vibrancy of energy, which really, really picks us up. So we can spend time with, uh, if you don't have your own children, you can spend time with uh, probably doing something for an orphanage or, you know, doing some social cause. So this also actually, you know, promotes a little bit of uh, emotional well-being. We do advise this to our clients also, you know, connecting to people who that would make you feel more positive. Read a good book, meditation and yoga. So yoga is something that started in India, lost its essence, went to the West and again it has come back to India. In a new form. Exactly. We don't need power yogas and we don't really need, you know, all those fancy stuff. It's just that the meditation again, you know, gives that time to connect to yourself. Just sit quietly, gather your thoughts, gather your feelings and talk to yourself. So that's what it is about. Last but not the least, if at point we feel that things have become more daunting, uh, we should not hesitate to seek professional help if it actually reaches that level and if we feel that this has gone beyond uh, something that we could do then professional help also is something that should not be considered as a taboo or as a ne negative impact but we should go ahead and seek professional help if we think that we are unable to do it ourselves or we don't have somebody who can help us out uh, within our immediate circle definitely that's the last option probably Great tip, Suchi. Now, how can we practice this mindfulness? See, a few of the points that I spoke about in the previous one, so it's it's very similar. So, a few of the points we can take from there, you know, like 
having a me time doing meditation to gather our own feelings so and another thing that we keep on doing which may seem easier said than done to most of us is not thinking about the past mm-hmm. so when i say not thinking about the past is past is something that we cannot change so unless that is adding value to us so let's say we have done a mistake in the past and we are learned something from that which is going to be useful for our next steps okay so let's say i started a business and that has failed so i can go back and see what i have done wrong so that i don't repeat the same mistakes but let's say uh, if somebody was in a relationship and you know that relationship is not there anymore so thinking about it is only going to create negative emotions negative impact in our life so that's not going to help us so we should stop thinking about that so i give this example so that you know it's easier to connect with people so this is what i mean by don't we should not go back and think about the past if we are learning something from the past if it is going to help us in our future or in the present then definitely go back in the past otherwise there's no point in thinking about the things that we cannot change yep so you're saying we have to live in the present rather than worrying about the past or focusing on future so focusing on future yes probably you know we can set a vision but not brood on it you know if something has not happened today it doesn't mean that it's never going to happen we can still work on it and think about it that okay this is you know probably what i want to keep doing so that ultimately i reach a certain goal in life and another thing that we should do is we should pay attention to what we are doing what we are saying so what we are doing in the sense so how we are reacting to certain situations what are the words that are coming out from our mouth in a certain situation so if we are going somewhere and we are late so we start cursing in the cab we start thinking about all the negative things that can happen so these are our negative thoughts so we should pay attention and we should try to move them aside as much as possible and then you know then we will start probably getting more negative sometimes you know that negativity comes out and we take it out on people who are around us who don't even deserve that and nobody deserves to be you know spoken rudely or spoken uh, you know reaction a negative reaction we should always be very attentive about what we are speaking how we are speaking and why are we speaking that and uh, at the same time it is also important that we do not be judgmental we often see someone and we immediately create a picture or a thought in our mind so we should not let judgments cloud our mind and i'm going to say something which may not sound related but it is we should also focus on what we are eating again in our indian traditions we say you know we become what we eat so we should be, you know eat mindfully as well in the sense everybody tells us from childhood but then we at times you know we go with the flow and we forget so not eating too much of junk food eating fresh food homemade food as much as possible i am going to say this so it depends on whether people accept it but so in my personal life whatever i have seen is as much as possible when you avoid animal products it helps in you know healing yourself also this is something that i leave it out in the open but yes definitely do not eat junk food eat fresh food fruits vegetables drink lots of water because our body is made of water so eating is something that we think that we are eating it because we either feel hungry or just because it is a process it's not that whatever we eat provides an impact to our life if we are constantly eating junk food and fried food it is going to affect our health 
and ultimately it's going to affect our emotions and mental health also Suchi, I think thanks to the current pandemic situation, I think most of us are having our home food only. Blessing in disguise. Yes, again, you know, Anavi, I would like to share something if that's possible. So I am here in Kolkata. So Bengalis are very famous. There are a few sects in our India, you know, Bengalis or Punjabis or, you know, certain sects in India. They love for food. So I see this uh, yesterday. I had to go out. I haven't been going out. So I went out, I think, after the official lockdown was lifted up. I was still not going out unless emergency. And yesterday was one of those days. And I saw these big holdings of, you know, hotels reopening. And there is all kinds of new restaurants also coming up. and people are going there and they are opening up because people are going there right so people have taken it you know okay we couldn't go in lockdown so now it's the time so let's go and have a blast so again you know so they are again getting back into that same cycle so they have forgotten you know whatever they have practiced so this is an excellent example of losing mindfulness so we have been very mindful of not going out of being safe but as soon as you know things may seem normal to from their perceptions you know it's all gone haywire again so people have lost again you know how to be mindful so we should not do that you know we should really be very very conscious of what we are doing and what what actions and what reactions uh, you know those could have absolutely so suchi changing the gears a bit here you wear so many hats right so how do you manage your time and priorities well <laughs> yeah so i guess a part of the answer lies in today's topic wherein you know to be very uh, curt i can say that you know it's just by practicing mindfulness and being conscious of my well-being also so it may seem that i'm doing a lot of things but i do things which for me in my consciousness are related uh, to each other you know so uh, my world actually revolves around children so if you see everything that i do are connected to children whether it is the well being of the family or uh, whether it is working for the environment because we have we and our uh, predecessors have done enough damage to the earth knowingly or unknowingly we cannot leave that kind of a world to our children so it's all interconnected for me uh, but i also don't really take up projects that i know that is not my passion or that i know that i will not be able to do justice to it so any project or anything that i take up is something that i feel very very passionate about that i love to do so this is very important you know to do what you love and love what you are doing you know then people say that you know we don't have the luxury to do what we love so maybe then till that time uh, so it is possible that you know probably somebody wants to do something but do not but maybe the family responsibilities the financial responsibilities may not allow them to take up something because it would hurt the the family as such so it is possible so till that time probably you know then we use the word as you know fake it till we make it so probably we are a little more conscious of what we are doing because you know, we keep doing we need to do something we need to do an 9 to 5 job because we don't have an option but if we are doing it with a negative mindset that i'm doing it simply because of you know x y z then we are going to end up in that whole vicious cycle of not feeling well not wanting to do things and then not performing well and then that again non performance leads to not being successful and then not being successful leads us to being sad and you know it becomes a whole cycle when we know that we are doing that we should probably accept it with a little more of a open mind and an open heart 
and pursue it till because we know that okay our aim is something else so let's do it probably as a side hustle or do it when you want to do so maybe somebody loves to play football but cannot take it up as a profession so maybe they can join a football club or go with friends on a weekend so they still have that outlet of doing something that they they love to do so and when they come back to their job they are also putting in their good efforts you know putting in their best of efforts in their job as well so i have a friend who is a doctor and he loves to write so a doctor and an author is an again an unusual combination people say but then that's what he loves to do so that that doesn't make him a bad doctor or a bad author he's he's equally good at both so the writings is for when there is not an emergency or a nighttime writer kind of a thing or moonlighting as a writer and the, his day job is being a doctor going to the clinic and you know treating people patients and helping them out this is one of the example i just went a little off topic but <laughs> i just wanted to give you an example that this is how you know we uh, people who seem to do many things kind of probably in their mind or in my mind it's just that one thing that i'm doing i'm doing it for our future for our children to make a better world that's my main goal you know to make a better world and anything that sinks with that vision i jump in it if there is something that doesn't resonate to that i don't do it i simply say no to it i think that's cool a wonderful tips thank you suchi really appreciate you taking time for uh, this podcast thank you for joining us today it was indeed great discussion on this uh, sensitive topic about mindfulness and emotional well being thank you so much thank you for having me it's it's been a wonderful time thanks for having me absolutely so these are all uh, insightful and definitely it is going to bring in change these are all something which have evolved during your research and having worked with some clients and so on and so forth so thank you for all the amazing thoughts uh, suchi thank you so much thanks once again for having me dear listeners to know more about our speaker and the content visit or follow us on social media We are available on LinkedIn, Facebook, Insta, Twitter, Pinterest and also on YouTube. Just search for the guiding voice and then follow, like, subscribe to us and also share within your own network. Feel free to email us at theguidingvoiceforyou at gmail.com that is theguidingvoice4 as a digit u at gmail.com. gmail.com or whatsapp us on india number 9494587187 and we will be happy to collaborate with you all right so it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode and today's trivia is about hard drive you know in 1956 the 5 mb hard drive used to weigh 1 ton which is 1000 kg So in 1956 when IBM launched RAMAC R A M A C the first computer with something like a hard drive that we use today usually consists of magnetic disks which they moving head and was used to access and write that data and at that time it was considered a massive leap in mass storage technology because it signified a shift from punch cards and magnetic tape which used to store data sequentially to randomly accessible hard drives because it was difficult to execute commands using punch cards and magnetic tape because of sequential nature talking a little bit more about ramac 
it itself stood for random access method of accounting and control and you know the whole cabinet weighed over 1000 kg and it could just accommodate 5 mb data over 50 huge aluminum discs coated with magnetic iron oxide those discs rotated at a speed of 1200 rpm and the machines were leased for a whopping 3200 dollars per month back in that day but now you're talking about 1 terabyte hard drive or storage even on a mobile phone which is used for regular consumption so imagine 5 mb data machine was leased for 3200 dollars per month which is quite huge and whopping amount interesting isn't it thank you for listening there is more in store stay tuned have a wonderful time take care and be safe until next time bye bye